Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. <laughs> Welcome to another kick-ass and sparkling lady for your podcast. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> a podcast. Well, this wasn't sounds... a podcast. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're doing really well today. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. So, <laughs> moving right along. Welcome, and we're going to talk today about um, something's been coming up for a lot of people with all of this ascension energy, and it's been kicking our asses, and it's been kicking up the fear, people's fears, their stuff. So, we thought today might be a really good day to talk more about the fear matrix, what it is, how it's stopping us on multiple levels. Um, and some things that you can do about it, at least to start with anyway. So I'm going to throw it over to Therese, who has the insider view on this oh. topic. Oh, I, you know, this is actually pretty fresh stuff because as we're going deeper mm. into our channeling sessions and they want to give us more, the message that came up was you need to dismantle your fear matrix. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> And really, what, when I asked, okay, what is that? What do I do? They said, you need to go in and just look and ask to be shown, right? The more that we create acceptance or an awareness, then the universe will naturally provide the mirror for us to see it. And so what's really interesting about this is that it is layered, just like our consciousness is layered, just like our intelligence, the way we send and receive information is layered, so is fear. It is not living in one nice little box, the fear box. <laughs> if only I wish. It was. <laughs> oh. We could box that thing up, put it in a treasure oh chest, God. put a chain around it, throw it in the ocean. I would do give it a Viking funeral. I'd put it yeah. on a boat and I'd shoot fiery arrows at it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let it burn, baby. Let it burn. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But fear, actually, we're going to talk about it in terms of the four intelligences and talk about where uh, you might be able to find hidden fears. And the whole point is to bring them into the light. Because just as David Bowie said in our last channeling session, he's like, remember, remember, Therese, one of your favorite David Bowie movies is Labyrinth. And at the very end, the key, the linchpin to it all, to undoing the whole mess was claiming this has no power over me, mm-hmm. right? You it's have no level power. 11, as you say that, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. so the idea is that you, you are the light. That's the beautiful part. We're the light, but we need to go into the dark to be really effective. And that part, I've never really, you know, fancy but that's where we shine the brightest is in the dark yeah here's what in, in relation to that i think this is another way to look at it you will only shine as bright as your shadow side will let you so you you got that you say it again i like it but i want more detail yep. so your you will only shine as bright as your shadow side will let you your shadow side holds all of your fears all of your oh i can't be visible because blah, blah, blah. Oh, I shouldn't say that because what if someone rejects me? What if someone judges me? What if, what if, what if? So if that shadow side is extremely strong and your light is not as strong, then the shadow side will be the one that determines how bright you shine. Mm. Yes, that does make sense. 
Um, and what's interesting about fear is that whenever I first dive into the idea of looking into the fear or into the shadow, my inner child always is the one that pops up and she's like, oh my God, it's scary monsters. You know, like that's the first thing that wants to show itself. The monsters are out of the bed. <laughs> the yeah, exactly. The monsters are out. Uh, 77% too, <laughs> guys. But as we both know, I mean, Rach just mentioned a few um, ways that fear can show itself. So I kind of want to break this down. Let's talk about it, how it can look on the different intelligence levels. And then let's talk about how we would deal with it hmm. at each level. So let's start with body intelligence. Well, so I knew you were going to uh, stop there. <laughs> it's the gra- it's, let's go from the ground up. That's yeah. always how I like to work. Leave the words to last. Okay. So Rach, give me some examples of how fear can manifest. (laughs) How does fear manifest? Well, fear manifests. So we're looking at the body and well, fear can manifest in because fear is, is on multiple levels When it starts to manifest in the body. It starts to manifest as like we know about illness and whatnot. It becomes illness. It becomes weakness. Um, If it's like anxiety, it'll be related to the stomach you know, fear has a quite specific kind of signature around it and tends to affect the same organs and, and abilities in there. So I don't know all of them off the top of the head, but it's usually around yeah. stomach. Digestion is usually very much in, um, impacted by fear. I think you called it when you said that it shows up as sickness or weakness, really. Mm. And it can be in any part of the body, I think. In fact, there's a great book out there, and I want to say it's Carol Truman wrote it, and it's Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. I mention this one from time to time. But what's interesting is that fear can manifest in the body in a physical anomaly, Mm. and it can be very freaking specific. Like it could be a pain, you know, in your right hip or it could be a toothache, right? It could be all sorts of things um, that it can manifest as. And, and really one of the things I want to kind of just point out is, you know, in the great polarity that they talk, often talk about in energy, right? We've got good or bad, but they, uh, every spiritual text that I've ever looked into that's talked about the great polarity, they're really saying, when it comes down to it, the two major, the major battle of energy is love versus fear. It's not evil. It's fucking fear. It's the big monster. That's the like boss, right? Boss level fight is your fear. (laughs) Yeah. Because we, our fear, we naturally feel like when we go into fear, I'm going to say in most cases, it's not always the case, but the, it's the fear that what we create in our mind as the possible scenario ends up being worse than what actually turns into reality. And it's, it happens all the time. Like it's once you get past the fear and you do it anyway, it's like, oh, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Or that was easier. Oh my God. Everything just all, everything I've been asking for is over here now that I've broken through the fear. Right. And it, it, that's why it's called a, like a fear matrix because mm. it's not real. Mm. kind of look at the movie the matrix right we could use that for an example it's not real but it's so um high it can be very highly detailed fear yeah and complex that's, that's <laughs> oh my the- god yes so you can actually feel i mean how many times okay i studied as an actress i lived in new york and went on auditions all the time and when my fear was activated it would literally stop me from leaving the house it was almost that's how it manifested in my body it was like i couldn't move 
Mm. I didn't want, the more important it was, the more afraid of it I was, the less able I was like, I, it's like my muscles stopped working. <laughs> like mm. My joints, I'm like, ah, I'm frozen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's basically what the body's saying. It's like, no. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it can cause you to stop. I mean, I think of people who, um, yeah. I, I had a, my, a friend of mine who was a scuba diver, loved scuba diving, loved doing it in like the controlled setting of, of the big pool, the deep dive. But every time she had to go out into the ocean, fear would overtake her. And sometimes the fear would be so strong. It was like she couldn't jump off the boat. Couldn't get, she knew what she was doing, but it was just that fear could literally stop you from jumping. And you've seen like so many movies, you know, where they show the person in the plane, they're ready to jump and then they stand at the door and they're like, no. <laughs> so that's how, how another way that fear can literally manifest in the body as like a, just a full body stop. Right. Mm, definitely. All right. So now here's an interesting one. Heart. We, you know, we often talk about heart intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, obviously the seat of love in the body. Yep. But how can fear show up in the heart? What does that look like in heart intelligence? I think that's where it's more felt emotion, like the emotional feeling of fear. Um, while it is in the body, there's like the body has a certain reaction to it, but the, the emotional energy of fear and that, um, that can get in the way of being able to love, being able to feel joy, being able to experience true potential because the fear, it almost comes like, I see it as kind of a cloud. It just clouds. The I was going to say, yeah, it looks into me. It looks like a wall. It's yeah. like a block in the heart. Mm. You've literally, and every time we've done, um, they've taken us through a meditation where we're going into the heart to open it back up. There's always some kind of wall of some sort. Maybe it's a cloud wall, maybe it's a moat, mm. but, or a physical wall that shows up. And I think that's what fear looks like in heart intelligence as it blocks you up. I mean, is there, we all have had experiences of pers of a, a relationship mm -hmm. of some sort that's hurt us. And as a way of protecting. So the fear is I will, I don't want to be hurt again. That right. Mm -hmm. That's the fear. Yep. And that's when those walls erect. The only, the problem with that is it stops the expansion of love. It stops more love coming in and adding to what you already feel. So it's, it's a block that blocks everything, not just the hurt because it's in the forgiveness and whatnot that becomes the opening and dissolving of that wall. Right. It's the irony is that you can't let anything in while that wall mm -hmm. is up. It's usually there might be a little doorway, but that's so limited to what you could get. Mm. The potential of love you can feel and attract in. Exactly. Okay. So now I think that a lot of people can relate to the next one. Fear as it shows up in the mind intelligence. I mean, oh, that is God. just where fear has a fucking field day. Yes. It is the playground, yes. Yeah, so it's it's the thoughts, the incessant thoughts. So what if this? What if that? Da, 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 da. And it often then fuels the emotional side, which then impacts the physical. So it's very connected. But yeah, it's the incessant thoughts, the the doomsday thoughts, the what if monster that comes out in the middle of the night. <laughs> and just, uh, yes, yes. And I think this is where I, I think this is one of the hardest places. Uh, I mean, you know, at least for me, to deconstruct fear. Because it's like a chess game, right? Mm -hmm. If that's fear is kind of like natural hangout playground, 
it's got the advantage of using your ego against you. And fear doesn't always play fair. In fact, no, fear is a motherfucker. Because <laughs> there's a meme right there. Fear it is a will. It is because one of the one of its easiest tactics is talking to you in a supportive way. It's like, look, I just don't want you to get hurt. This is really scary. Right? I mean, everyone's going to laugh at you if yeah, you what talk if you about what. Touched? What if you get rejected? Right. You'll be alone. Da, 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 da. Exactly. What if they die? What if you die? What if, what if, what if? And, and it's very, you know, it's using your own rationale against you. Uh, and it's one of those, I, I think that it's the trickiest mm. level. It can to be. Fight fear it's like that. Yeah they call it the monkey mind. There's a thousand words for it because it does right. this incessant chatter and the, the, the mind can be, it's like a runaway train. It really is. So getting control of that's not easy, although there's, there's many different ways to do that. Um, but I'll, I'll hold on to that thought just for the moment. Go back into the spirit intelligence. Oh yes, yes, yes. So the, on the spirit intelligence level in fear. Now this one's interesting. Right, because again, this goes back to this idea of polarity, mm -hmm. and um, as much as I want it to just be heaven and angels and <laughs> and benevolent, all the goodies and all the good stuff, we are a microcosm reflecting back the macrocosm. So as we go up into spirit, to all that is, all that is is not. Um, it's all inclusive. Okay. So all that is literally is all that is. So everything that is beautiful and loving and light about the world and the universe exists and all that is. And so does all the dark. It is all inclusive. Um, and on the highest level, it's perfect. It is perfection. It is how all that it, it's how source energy understands and knows itself is to create all of it. And it, and what I love reading about in esoteric texts is how the universe thinks of itself, which is really interesting, but the universe is absolutely adoringly in love with every aspect of itself, which I think is maybe the answer. That's the key to all of this. Right. <laughs> um, but just going back up to spirit, intelligence and what what does fear look like to you reach up there so for me and and it's interesting that i'm actually going to state this on our radio show because i tend to not talk about this stuff mm -hmm. um apart from inside my inner circle and because <laughs> the fear um but it's been showing up recently as you know because i use source for shift and and i check in to go okay something doesn't feel right like mm -hmm. i had an ex i'll explain it as an experience um I've certainly had times and, and recently I had, I woke up in the middle of the night because the baby woke up and then I found my brain going, thinking about certain messages that I had to reply to and I was going into almost like defense mode and trying to word the reply to get my point across, but also not to, to upset the other person. So I was in this, this role of trying to get these words right and then being upset about it and then letting it go and just completely in anxiety, which kept me awake for hours. I'm like, why can't I let this go? Why can't I let this go? It just felt like a, com a compulsion to keep defending or doing that in my head. Yes. Yeah. So I started asking questions using the, the source for shift technique and what came of that was that it wasn't my thoughts. It wasn't my thinking. 
it wasn't my compulsion, um, that it was coming from an external influence, a negative entity or a, um, a, a, a negative entity or negative force that was not my own and was just kind of influencing what I was focused on thinking about. So I used social shift to actually clear that attachment. And then within five, 10 minutes, I'm like, don't need to do that anymore. Went to sleep. Now that was for me almost like a confirming event that this sort of stuff exists. Cause I never wanted to believe it existed. I'm like, no, it's all love and light out there. Um, you just got to focus on, you know, the positive and, and, but there is other things to be aware of, but it doesn't mean they have to disempower you. And that's what I really want to get across. They don't yep. have to empower you. You have the tools. You can clear those and come back to a natural state of trust, of love, of expansion, of joy. Anyway. Exactly. And it's not, we would not advise you to spend a lot of time worrying no. about that. But when you're going through and you're consciously clearing your fears so that you can open up to more you know, more joy, more love, more light, more experience. These are the things that it's like, okay, let's look in all the corners mm -hmm. where we don't say this so that you can, you know, really fixate on it. Cause fixation is kind of actually mm -hmm. part of that negative fear complex. <laughs> feeding the fear, baby, feeding the fear. Exactly. Feeding so it's fear. just, it's just knowing what there is and then going, okay, cool. That's what's happening now. Go and clear it. So like with source, the shift, we, it uses and works on all levels of the body to be able to clear and find out where fear is hiding. Where has it got control? Where is it influencing what you're thinking to be able to go, Ooh, I fucking see you. And just like in the movie, you have no power over me. So no power. Exactly. Off you exactly. Go. So yeah, the, the thing about, clearing out the fear is really about staking your claim that this is my life. I do create it. And this is something that Rach and I, this is what we teach. This is what we're talking about all the time in spirit for success. It is the spirit of success is um, understanding that you have this power, but we have disempowering thoughts and they mm. are the, the fear thought forms, the fear feelings, the fear energetics. Um, and, you know, even, fears that we pick up and some of these th fears that or the the thoughts that aren't ours could be collective consciousness mm. right that it's not always um something it's not a scary ghost yeah. or <laughs> or a demon i mean in some cases it could be but it is not always that sometimes we pick up especially empathic people hello i see you i see you on facebook watching you pick up shit that's not yours, period. Mm. You pick it up from the, the bad attitude at the, mail, the post office, which I dodged today, by the way. I was like, pew, pew, pew. You will, I was like Wonder Woman with my bracelets. I'm like, <laughs> you will not take me down. Um, but sometimes we pick it up there, right? We pick it up uh, when somebody snaps at us and we take it personally. Mm. That's another time we'll pick shit up. Um, so these esoteric things that aren't ours, right? This, it can be a, a multitude of things. And then at the spirit level, really what I think we are both trying to say here is it's fucking energy. Mm -hmm. It's just energy. And, and the, the point that I'd like to make about it is that there's positive energy and negative energy, but there is, take a look at a freaking battery. If you want proof of that, just being the nature of existence, look at, like at the ions, right? Positive ions, negative ions, Ironically, the negative ones are better for your health yeah. than the positive ones. 
that that messes me up all the time. Like, which one is the right one? <laughs> which was the good one? But on the basis of just energy, it exists. So it is um, important for us to acknowledge that and accept it. Which I, I think that kind of goes into these steps that we want to talk about of how to deal with it. So let's go back before I get totally on a tangent. Let's go back and look at it from the levels again. So going back to the body level, when we find fear in the body, Rach, let's talk about what we're going to do. Yep. So we do, I do this thing where I tune into the body and ask the body. And that's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be, we think things are going to be so much more complicated than they are, but they, they don't. So if I've got a, an ache or something in my body or a particular weakness or even feeling ill, it's like, okay, what is that body part holding on to right now? Mm-hmm. And then just allow whatever image, whatever feeling, whatever thought to come to mind, which starts to give you information about what that body part is holding. And there's a whole process for kind of releasing that. But having awareness is really most of the problem. Like if, Once you've got awareness of it, you can make a different conscious choice. Totally. Absolutely. Um, and I love the idea of talking to the body. We don't do this enough. No. We don't. I mean, most of it, it's amazing the information the body will send back to you. It is waiting to talk to you. In fact, if fear has manifested on the physical level, you've waited too long to mm. talk to yourself. That's the problem. Chat to the body, love the body, love the body. Thank you. Exactly. The body is, they say that the body is the last one in and then the last one out. Mm -hmm. So if fear has managed to manifest all the way down to the physical level, it means you really have some clearing to do around something. So the body is like, let's chat. <laughs> that pain means <laughs> that you let's and I chat. go to Starbucks and have a coffee. All right, exactly. you drink coffee. You some... might not drink coffee. Maybe you should have something healthier. I don't know. I'll have your coffee. I'll <laughs> drink your coffee. <laughs> I'll have my coconut oil, hot chocolate. Thank you. There you go. All right. So, yeah, talk to the body. Find out what's going on. When we go into the heart intelligence and we're looking at fear and dismantling fear there, mm -hmm. this is a good one, but I know a lot of people go into resistance about it. Feel the fear. Give yourself permission to feel the fear. Acknowledge the fear. Say, hi, fear. I see you there. <laughs> and you might go, you bitch, you bastard, but that's fine. Uh, acknowledge the fear. Give yourself permission to feel the fear and then ask the questions of it. Now, what is it that you're afraid of? Because when you can bring light to the fear, it starts to dissolve it really quickly. I'm going to take it a step further and go into even deeper territory, compassion. Mm. compassion for yourself number one because you built a wall if there is fear in your heart there is like a wall there there's something blocking the the receiving um and some of the sending too it's like mm -hmm. i can't quite give you the love i want to and i feel guilt and shame and i'm angry at myself and i'm so pissed off at you and i can't let it go because if i let it go you could hurt me again mm. And I think that's the scariest thing for some people is to break that down. I understand. I get it. I've been there. Got the t-shirt. <laughs> right? So. And the yoga pants. <laughs> yes, exactly. And the keychain. 
got all the merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> My phone fell off. Um, but yeah, so the, mm, the idea around forgiveness, this is really triggering for some people. We understand it mentally, but damn it, when we get in there, and especially if someone's really hurt us, mm. the idea of forgiving someone who's really hurt you, it feels almost impossible. Why, Rach? Why does that feel so impossible? Because there's a, usually a belief attached to it if you forgive the person that you're saying what they did was okay, and that's not the truth at all. Forgiveness is all about you letting go of the pain so it's not eating you up, chewing your time, stopping you from doing what you want to do because the other person is off in their only world and they're living their life and you know, may or may not be affected by it at all. But it's our own experience and our own holding onto the pain that causes our own pain. And that's the problem. So forgiveness is really about saying, you know what? It has no power over me. Right. And the, and the forgiveness, the key point of it is really because if you, if you hold on to that, you are literally holding on to that person. Mm -hmm. You literally are maintaining the pain and the trauma over and over and over again. So the forgiveness is to free yourself, not to give them permission to go do it to somebody else or to you again, but to simply free yourself from the binds of that. It's an energetic bind. And the, the forgiveness is the cutting of that cord. And, it, and yet it feels very, I'm going to say counterintelligent, mm -hmm. right? Because it isn't counterintuitive. It's counterintelligent um, that somehow I'm dismissing this. And absolutely not. It's like nice. I, free, I free myself from you. You take the power back because basically what happens is when you're thinking about this person that hurt you and feeling the hurt inside, they've got power over you in that moment. They've got oh, the they, power yes, just by they thinking do. about them to make you feel like crap. And so, every time, every time you think about them and that anger comes up, they've got you. Mm. They, they are still attached. That there's a, every feeling that you can feel towards somebody positive or negative means that there is an attachment. Mm. Exactly. Yep. So forgiveness is really about saying, Hey, I'm not going to give you the power to make me feel bad or crappy or less than, than deserving of complete love, happiness, joy, and prosperity. And that's what it's really about. So yeah, highly yes. recommend forgiveness work. Yes. And an, another thing you can do around that is cord cutting. Mm. Cord cutting is something that I've talked about with my students in school for spirit. And, and one of them rock on, I'm not going to say who you are, but you did an awesome job, figured it out, did the cord cutting around that. And um, for those listening, cord cutting time is fantastic time to do it is with the full moon or in the two weeks after, before the new moon comes. This is a very powerful, energetic time to do cord cutting because the energy, the alignment is already about letting go. Mm. So the moon Definitely. can help you there. All right, so let's talk about, oh, let's talk about the boss level of fear. <laughs> no, that's the bitch level. Let's just be honest. It's not the boss level. <laughs> it thinks it's the boss, but it's the bitch level. <laughs> Mind, how do we deal with mind? Now, this one, I again, I'm going to say, I'm going to reiterate, it's like a chess game. Mm. But, Rach, give me some insights on what you would do around dissolving fear in the mind. Well, I know what I do. I automatically go back to my tools because I know they work now. If you, if you have any kind of tool that works with clearing subconscious stuff or revealing subconscious stuff, then fucking use the tools <laughs> just quietly. Um, <laughs> 
but I use source for shift. That's where I go. As soon as I realize my brain is coming up and there's all these beliefs that are coming up that are really limiting me or keeping me disempowered or feeling like crap, then I'll go in and go, right, what is that about? And I start digging in to find out what, what is it that I'm not aware of that's running that thought. And I start to clear that one out. But having awareness around what you think about things is really, really important. And I'll, I'll give you a, a, um, one of the things that I use as a part of my tools is to, you know, whatever you're afraid of, it's like I put the in a statement and you can just end it to see what else is there. Um, I can't do the thing that I want because, or I can't have the thing that I want because. And then as you start to, if you push yourself for 10 minutes to write the answer to that and don't stop writing, you'll start to find and uncover all of the subconscious beliefs that are sitting in the background that you can't see that are running that thought. It's like the whole team behind it. You're looking at the one person at the front thinking, well, that's not a big belief, but then it's a whole fucking team behind it that are pushing it all forward. Like, huh, okay, no wonder I can't get past that. So using tools, any tool that will help you to make that change is going to make a huge difference to how you feel and what happens in your body um, and the psychic level as well. But I'm going to throw it back to Therese to add she's got other stuff yeah. <laughs> well my favorite tool and this one is you know easier sometimes easier said than done but is feel the fear and do it anyway mm. right so this is where um and this helps me when i verbalize it to somebody else especially because it what it does is it does take down some of its power I'm not going to say it eradicates it but it kind of like you can hear how ridiculous it is you know, I'm afraid of using this autoresponder program. <laughs> you're like, what? What I are the am? bites? <laughs> what if I mess it all up, right? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something from my research. I like the statement, so what? Okay, they reject me, so what? Right. What if I fuck it up, so what? Right, that's an, yes. another quick way to get around it. It doesn't heal the stuff underneath it, but it can be a way that you get past it to just move forward. Right. There's a book that I've, I'm actually uh, just purchased. I haven't started reading yet, but it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's kind of, I don't give, it's like, there's the fear and I don't care, mm. which is a really ballsy way of saying, you don't have any power over me. Yeah, you're there. Mm. I don't care. I'm doing mm -hmm. this anyway. Um, and sometimes, the, first of all, our words are a spell. They are the spell. It is when you speak the words, you have the power. And why is that? Whenever we take a thought and then verbalize it, we start um, it giving it energy. a body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do. We, we give it an energy body. When you write it, you give it a body. When you get it outside of you, you have created a thought form that now has some kind of molecular weight. So if your thought forms, if your manifestations uh, verbally and written can be ones of empowerment, mm -hmm. you're just giving yourself more energy to defeat it. Even if you don't believe it yet, right? You have, uh, when I got that, and going back to my history of auditioning, I really did have a fear of auditioning. I skipped a lot of auditions because it was too terrifying to be judged. And to be honest, it's a fucking sucky way of having to get work. It's like, hi, judge me, right? But I finally got to that point where I was like, I'm afraid of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, or the whole so what thing, right? Mm -hmm. I literally got me out the door. 
And then I made it about, I changed the, the goal shifted in my brain. It wasn't about getting the audition and, and nailing it and getting the job. It was about, I got into the fucking room mm. and that changed it all for me. I was like, Hey, I win if I got in the room. Um, and, and more often than not on those days, I did better and I got the job. <laughs> so it, it really is just facing it, right? So let's take it over to now spiritual intelligence. Actually, just before we go to spiritual intelligence, there's another little trick that I like to use as well, um, is to basically divide a page into two columns and you, you know, put your fears down one side, which is fine because they're usually really easy to access when they're activated. But then right. on the other side, you know, what's gonna ha- what, do you, what do you gain by doing it? So what's on the other side of the fucking fear fence? What is there? What's in the gold? What is it that once you beat this fear, what does it open up for you? And if you can get enough on the right side of the column that it's like, <gasps> it's like ripping the Band-Aid off. I've just got to do it because it's going to be so much better and I can't wait to get to the other fucking side. So it helps you to, to jump that barrier. Just thought sort I'd of throw that one in. No, you that is such that, a good point. I'm going to let you keep going and get Jax. Yeah, yeah. No, so, the, so just to kind of riff on that for a second, when you do that, see what part of what's happening when fear is activated in the mind is it's giving you a lot of incentives not to do it, right? They're all going to laugh at you and, and it's going to hurt or you'll be embarrassed or you could lose credibility or whatever the stupid list is because usually um, it can piggyback on itself. It's not just going to be one thing. It's going to be um, one excuse after another as to why you shouldn't do this. So what she's saying is by putting down, well, what do you gain if you do it, right? And like, see how big that list can be. You're already rewiring your brain to understand that, yes, this is a thing I'm afraid of, but it has so many benefits, so many benefits of getting out of my way, of allowing it to happen, that you can start to see that I how much you would lose by not doing it, which is never what we look at when we're in the fear, right? We're never looking at um, how I can lose. We're looking at how I, how I don't want to die is the basis of most fear, right? Is that I don't want to die. This could kill me, right? Social ridicule could kill me. Um, whatever it is that's being activated. So just like she was saying, by writing down the benefits and making that list longer than the fears, then you realize it's not worth it to not do it. And while she's getting jacks, because I want her to be here when we talk about the uh, spiritual level, I just want to take a look. <laughs> yes, Chantal, I also got the mug. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> I got the postcard too. Um, so Agnes, hey Agnes, she's saying that we need to see the TED by Tim Ferriss, uh, why you should define your fears instead of your goals. This practice helps so much with people with anxiety. Hmm, interesting. I'd be interested to see if what he's saying is pretty much in alignment with what we are talking about right now. Um, all right. So one of the things I wanted to mention is, is about the spiritual level, and we're really going to dig into this, but we actually did it over the last summer um, in the Success Circle membership. So for those of you who don't know, we actually, Rachel and I, combine our Wonder Twin powers. We come together, and we have what's called the Success Circle membership. 
And that's where both Rach and I provide psychic insight and coaching guidance to our clients. And we do, um, we did a bunch of activities, like extra activities over the summer. And one of the things that we did, Rach, I haven't started talking about spirit yet. I'm just kind of priming them for it. I waited for you. I waited for you. Aww. Um, but we did that. I want to tell them about the, uh, awesome exercise that came up in a channeling session around fear. Um, and this really works, I think on every level of fear. But it was the exercise where they had us write down what we are afraid of and then write down its inverse. Mm. 644, by the way. <laughs> Just saw that. <laughs> um, but the beauty is of, so we were talking about just now, you know, making your list of what you're afraid of and then making a list of what you'll gain. But now you take the same thing and you take uh, something you're afraid of and then you write its inverse. And the truth is that your fear is your friend. And I, I, I'm going to go about this with the side of the spirit intelligence and say that on a spiritual level, befriend your fear. Accept it as a part of you wholeheartedly. Befriend your shadow. Befriend your darkness. Um, and it won't be your enemy anymore. It'll be a part, an integrated part of you. And so one of the ways you can do this is write down the fear and then write its inverse you know, what does it mean? Because fear has a way of talking to us that tells us about soul purpose. That is a language you have to learn how to translate. <laughs> so fear is actually sharing something very important with you about yourself. So are nightmares. They, they're another thing that shares mm. um, key insights to who you are, but it's talking in its own language. So you have to learn how to translate fear. You want to add to that one, Rach? <laughs> um, I think we've talked about it before, and I'm not sure how, how you went into it. But um, with the, I wanted to give an example of the inverse. So um, one of the things we see a lot is uh, in our entrepreneurs is this fear of being visible, this fear of um, you know, rejection and everything that comes with it. But the inverse is that they've got this huge message that they want to spread out to the world. So their purpose is to actually get out there and teach and guide and mentor. And yet their fear is the very thing that's going to keep them not doing that, which is, you know, afraid of being visible because of X, Y, Z. So right. doing that exercise where you do the inverse to find out, you know, what is the inverse and notice if there's a part of your soul that's going, but I really want to do that. It's, it's, it's almost that the height or the, the intensity of the fear is in proportion to the intensity of the desire. Absolutely. And also the purpose. I would, I would mm. take it even a step further yeah. and say it is directly proportionate to your purpose. Mm. So if you're afraid to step into your power, like <clears throat> that was one of mine that I work through all the time is to step fully into my power. The inverse of that is very powerful. You're very powerful. If you're afraid of your power, it's because you're fucking powerful. That's why. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. If yes. you're afraid of being seen, it's because you are meant to be seen. So it would be really, it would behoove you to make a list of the things that you are afraid of. Right? Mm -hmm. And then what is the opposite of that? And that's going to show you some things about your own self purpose. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so with that, we want to open it up to you 
to everyone who's watching. This is your time to ask any question you want about anything. You can ask it about fear, obviously, but you can also put it out to the wide world about whatever you want. And while you're writing your questions down, Rach, let's remind them, because <laughs> we have to practice oh, doing yeah. this, <laughs> remind them you can find us somewhere very awesome. Where can they find this podcast? We are on iTunes and we're on Libsyn, but ultimately we're looking to create an app where you can get us on your phones, which would be awesome. Plus we can give you extra coolness uh, in terms of extra bits and pieces and things that we create through the app. But in order to get there, we need people to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and even better if you do an amazing review. Um, obviously, we want you to be truthful, um, to do a <laughs> review of our, our amazing podcast and that will help us to share this far and wide and to be able to qualify to get our app. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure our podcast is listed as explicit. <laughs> yes. We dropped several F-bombs today. <laughs> <laughs> For that reason. <laughs> That's right. So it's got the parental warning on it, just so you know. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, open. we're opening the floor up to questions. I don't see any questions yet. But, gosh, we're both... Uh, so a little behind the scenes where we were before we got here, we were in the middle of a channeling session. Mm. Partly we getting... were a few minutes late. We're like, oh, fuck. We've <laughs> <laughs> been having a chat with the team going, oh, keep going. I'm loving this information and this conversation. And then realize, oh, we're supposed to be on air. So, yeah. But it was really, what's really interesting is that um, <laughs> the more you tap into your power and your ability – you can only go as far as your comfort zone. Mm. You're not going to get amazing, wow, crazy, off-the-wall things until you are allowing it to come in more. Um, and, and to note that it works in anything. So it's not just in the psychic channeling sector. Um, I was experiencing that with my art over the summer. I had a major creativity block. It was not coming out of my body. It was stuck in my head. And I had to go in and say, what am I afraid of here? Like, why, what is it that's keeping me from creating? And they were like, you got to look at your fear. And I had to see, oh my God, yeah, I'm afraid of trying something totally new. And they were like, yep, so that's what you got to do if you want it. If you want these paintings out of your brain, you got to go try something new. And then it, of course, exploded. Okay, awesome. We've got some questions coming in now. Yay. Chantal, hi. hi She's Chantal. asking... Am I doing the right thing? I so want to. Maybe I'm just scared. Need some more context there, Chantel. <laughs> doing the right thing in what area? I think I know, but yeah, a little bit more context. Yeah, go ahead and put it out there. Um, and I think that's part of what, what's just being challenged is she doesn't even want to say it yet. You need mm -hmm. to go. <laughs> just need to put the words out there. Take a little bit of the, suck a little of the power out of the fear right now. <clears throat> but yes, if you're feeling it at all in your heart, I don't care what your brain is saying, but if you're feeling it in your heart, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's getting out of your head and 
you've got the tools to deal with <laughs> whatever's coming up. <laughs> She's being very close-lipped about it. She's like, Rach, you know. <laughs> okay, I know. All right, I had a feeling I knew what it was. All right, so exactly what Teresa's saying and exactly what we've worked on in other ways before, A, get out of your fucking head. Get down into your heart and feel, does this feel good? Does this feel something that kind of lights me up regardless of all the fears? Because it's the brain that goes, well, what if this doesn't work? What if I'm making the wrong decision? What if, what if, what if? These are all mindset things that you can clear out. You've got the tool, go and use it. But it's ultimately come down into your intuition, come into your body, come into that heart space, get clear of the mind, and that will give you a lot stronger guidance for yourself to know if you're moving in the right direction. Um, I'll hand it to Therese. My- no, you've got, you totally have that covered, and I'm, I'm just checking the comments here. Um, yeah, you, you're going to have to, you, first of all, before you can even hear your heart, you have to get out of the head. And to hear the heart means you need to calm the body, mm. so you need to get totally relaxed. Mm. And then you need to go into the heart and start warming it up. So you've got to really rev up the good feelings. That means think about shit that's not related to your problem, to the Mm -hmm. thing you're blocked on. Think about puppies and rainbows and unicorns and lattes and babies. Babies. And people you love. (laughs) Think about all the things that warm you up. And then once you feel relaxed and and in a positive space, then you can ask the heart. You're not going to be tricking yourself into saying yes by doing that, by the way. Mm. All you're doing is opening that heart center energy back up. Now you got a vibrant flow, and the heart is very simple. It just says yes or no. Mm. It does not give you reasons. It does not go into detail. It'll just be like, yep, that feels good, or no, that doesn't. That's it. it feels, it'll either feel open or it'll feel closed and anxious. But you've got to get out of your head first. Mm-hmm. All right. So Agnes is uh, saying that she had an awesome summer. She had some um, really uh, accomplished a lot of things. Yes. She had a great trip to Europe and she was in such a peaceful place um, and getting good insights. And then during the time, um, during that time, a person oh. she met three years ago sent a message and wants to meet just cautious again, why certain people from the past keep touching, um, mm. keep knocking on my door. Should I welcome the old or define the old with new energy? I want to do a cord cutting. Yeah. Uh Cord cut for a start. Um, Sometimes people from our past show up um, as an opportunity for us to make a different decision. So particularly people who have, you know, if you're something as an example, like um, I've got a lot of people who are working on building stronger boundaries. So what happens is people who used to take advantage of them show up and then you've got an opportunity to go, actually, I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm not in that pattern anymore. So you can see that the pattern has changed and you can make a different decision um, and you can do a cord cutting to cut that old energy, that old person out of your life. Um, And you can reconnect with new energy if you choose to, but then it becomes choice. That's my two cents worth. Absolutely. You know, um, one of the things that Rach has advised me about this on the past when I've had this experience is sometimes when you've actually dissolved the energy on your end, the other person will feel it and be like, Hey, I'm not, I need a fix of you. <laughs> Why you know, am I like, not getting your energy? Right. Um, so if they're, 
if they're hungry for an energy fix, they might be showing back up. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to play at that level. I mean, mm. honestly, it has to do with your own self-awareness. So are you able to show up with new energy? Sometimes we think we are, and then we fall right back into a pattern. Maybe that person is coming back in just to give you the gift of awareness, right? Self-awareness. Oh, wait, I actually don't have that. I don't have that yet. So now I'm going to work on that. I know for me, uh, someone came into my life over the summer and what they get, what they gifted me was that my boundaries are not as strong as I thought they were. I thought I had really, but nope, my, my uh, ingrained politeness came to the surface and overrode my boundaries, even though it was causing me a lot of drama. I learned, Hey, I am still worried about being perceived as not nice. If I put my needs first, that's not nice. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That was Agree not on a good side. idea. <laughs> don't do that anymore. And I won't. <laughs> you has been told by the boss baby. <laughs> I love it. Um, so now Nat's here and she's just saying, crap, that's been happening to me <laughs> lately. Same thing. And I, listen. We're in a time where there is cosmic stuff happening, meaning that all of this is coming to the surface to be cleared, which is part of the reason why we're talking about clearing your fear matrix. Instead of waiting for this to come to you, um, choose to do it. Mm -hmm. Choose to go in there with the flashlight and be like, okay, we're going to look around. We're going to clear some stuff out. When you start doing that, if you're doing that, naturally stuff is going to come your way to show you it's like little life um assessments right person's gonna show up and be like uh, i thought i cleared this <laughs> here they are again take Here's a little, little bit assessment more. test right see where you're actually at and then mm. uh if you pass that's great and if not there's more to clear mm -hmm. awesome all right so with that that's the end of our questions for now so we're gonna wrap this up <laughs> Before someone gets really cranky because mommy's taking way too long to do that bottle and going to go from zero to starving in like <laughs> 0.2 seconds. That's right. <laughs> Look at that face. He's like, mm, <laughs> and I'm about to. <laughs> Boss baby. <laughs> Look at He's got the pouty <laughs> lip going. <Yeah. laughs> like, mm. That's his natural face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Now I'm trying to picture him as an adult. It's pretty good, Jack. I like it. Adorable. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody who turned up and uh, shared the love and questions and energy with us. We love you dearly. Yes. And, uh, and anything else you want to say before we... No, just remember, if you haven't subscribed to iTunes, help us out. Give us a, a little subscribey so that we can bring you more cool things that we've got planned coming up in the future. Mm -hmm. So until next time, relax, Jax. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> Your mom's got the milk. Yeah, I've got to get the milk. Getting the milk, getting the milk. Bye-bye. Right, bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Panures Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.